Summer Sundays are meant for freshly cut grass, ballpark dogs, and the best baseball talk you can find. So kick back with your bacon and eggs and pour yourself a mimosa while Phillies announcer Greg Murphy and Green Legion Radio's Chris Sack break down your fighting fills and take you around the league right now on Baseball Brunch. Play ball! And good morning, Philadelphia, and welcome to Bud Light Baseball Brunch. Happy Memorial Day weekend, and thank you to all of those who have served in our military and lost their lives defending our country. You all are the real heroes out there. We're powered by Green Legion Radio, brought to you by our good friends at MCS Residential and MCS Custom Cabinetry. Go to mcsinc-pa.com for all your residential construction needs. 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler, 104.1 in the Trenton area, WDASAM around the rest of the Delaware Valley, or just simply download the iHeartRadio app and you can listen to us anywhere worldwide. We are not a remote this week. We're broadcasting live from the Fox Sports The Gambler studios in Ballot-Kinwood, Pennsylvania, ahead of Phillies Rays this afternoon at 1.10 p.m. I'm Chris Sack, alongside Phillies broadcaster Greg Murphy. What's up, buddy? Good morning. Yeah, you know what? A uh, little, little earlier today. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're... Bu- like baseball breakfast, breakfast this, week. this morning. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I've had my coffee. I'm good to go. Let's do it. All right. All right. Sounds great. And uh, this first segment right here is brought to you by our friends at MCS Residential and MCS Custom Cabinetry. MCS Residential and MCS Custom Cabinetry for all your residential contracting needs. This is who you want to talk to. Everything from additions, renovations, kitchens, baths, closet organization, cabinetry, van- the vanities, basements, everything you need. Mention the Green Legion and get 10% off of your order regardless of how much reach out to them at www.mcs uh, ms yeah, mcsinc-pa.com or call them at 484-202-3656 we had greg the owner of mcs construction he was on the show yesterday murph uh really nice guy tall six foot seven there you go and uh he really knows the sports and has a lot of fun and uh we did a segment on the show yesterday and this was an idea that i pitched to quimby it was memorial day barbecue okay and uh, i told told him what my intentions were with you for the show today, and he's like, oh my God, and he ran with it, and uh, we had a lot of fun. So our second segment today, Murph, yeah. is going to be polarizing Phillies invited to Murph's <laughs> Memorial Day Barbecue at the Murph residence. Okay. So uh, we're going to have some fun in the second segment today, a lot of fun, just like we did last week with my uh, my, my uh, pet peeves at the ballpark, and uh, well, I'd like to mix it up. My door is always open for the polarizing athletes in Philadelphia. Come on in, have a hot dog, have a burger. We'll talk. I don't think you want these ones at your house. But we will digress for sure. All right, I look uh, forward to it. So, Murph, uh, before we get down to the business of the Mm -hmm. Phillies and the the week that was, uh, why don't we go into a ticket giveaway uh, trivia question here and uh, take it away, We are giving away, again, two tickets for Sunday, June 13th's game against the New York Yankees at 105. And by the way, if you don't win the tickets, you can uh, buy the tickets for the next Green Legion Baseball Brunch Tailgate at GreenLegion.com and join us for our Bud Light Baseball Brunch uh, before the game. But you get a chance to win them first. You can still join us at the brunch, but win them first. Here is the trivia question, and very timely. 11 years ago yesterday, Phillies ace Roy Halladay threw the 20th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. It was the first time in the modern era that two pitchers threw perfect games in the same month and that multiple perfect games had been achieved in the same season, which is, uh, you know, in a long time. It's hard to believe it's only happened. But who was the other pitcher to throw a perfect 
perfect game in the 2010 season, and what team did he play for? It's a two-part answer. You have to have both right. Send it on the subject line. Answer will be announced in our second segment. Right? It's funny because this is the first trivia question where we haven't had the answer be a former Philly. That's right. Uh, so this one, uh, you know, my wife tends to give me a hard time. She's like, these are cupcake questions. These are, you know, easy <laughs> trivia questions. This and one's I'm, tougher. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, you know what? You want tougher? I'm going to give you tougher for yes. sure. Yeah. So uh, why don't we go out of the box now? The week that was for the Philadelphia Phillies, 3-3 three and three over the last week. <laughs> Again, another uh, exhilarating series down in Miami against the Marlins. Um, you know, but they, they were lucky enough to split two there, Murph. Uh, we salvaged the game last Sunday with the Red Sox, which was another fantastic Zach Wheeler performance. Speaking of fantastic Zach Wheeler performances, he did it again yesterday. Yeah. Um, I can't speak enough. I know we've, we've talked about, I think, earlier in the season, it was our first uh, Bapo or Apo segment, Murph, and I said um, that Zach Wheeler was the ace of the staff. And uh, you went Apo because you're, you're still avid on the fact that Aaron Nola is the ace of the staff. And I think by definition he is. Uh, but why don't you delve a little bit into Zach Wheeler and what we've seen, not just over the last week uh, with 14 strikeouts yesterday, what we've seen so far this season. It's just truly special. Yeah, can I go Bapo now? Can I can I say that now? Look, It's okay. I, I won't hold it against you. You know, I've, I've always said, to me, there's a difference between an ace and a number one. And 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 to me, the Phillies have two number ones right now in Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. And Zach Wheeler is beginning to make a case to be an ace because the ace is that guy that more often than not, he comes in, he stops losing streaks, he always keeps you in the game, he gives you an opportunity to win every single time he's out there on the mound. He might not win them all, but he, but he gives the team a chance to win virtually every time he's out there. To me, that's the definition of an ace, and that is exactly what Zach Wheeler is doing right now. Uh, I'd love to see it continue for the entire season. I'm no reason to think that it will not continue for this season. He's been that good. Um, he's certainly the Phil's representative, I would think, in the All Star game at this point. Uh, the only know, one, yeah, yeah. He might be the only one, which is which is hard to believe when we started this season with such promise, but. You know, for all those reasons, yeah, I think you can start to talk about Zach Wheeler in that in that ace role. You know, Aranola has been a little bit more inconsistent, and that's okay from your number one. You know, most teams would take Aranola and put them right at the top of their rotation. But but yeah, I think that ace definition, uh, you know, kicks it up. Another notch, and Wheeler's closer to that right now than Aaron Ola is. No, I agree, and uh, he he's been he's been something to watch this year for sure. And and I'll tell you what, even though like over the last week, it's been the offense and the defense has been the killer and the crux yeah. and the middle relief that's that has stuck in the crawl. Uh, you know, of maybe what could have been a four and two week or a five and one week. Um, you know, like the starting pitching has not been the issue. Vince Velasquez with another solid start, and uh, I don't want to say great start because you know to me great start is. Seven, eight, seven, eight nine sure. innings. Yep. You know, but for Vince Velasquez and what he's doing so far this season, six innings strong again. And then Aaron Nola went six. And I, you know, earlier when we were prepping for the show, I expressed my disappointment in Nola because against that lineup that the Marlins were pitching out there the other day, it was just, you know, like just, I know you said he was battling, but you shouldn't have to battle against yeah. a lineup like that. That's a fair point. You You're, know, yeah. And, and then Zach Eflin with another, like, you know, Zach Eflin, his last couple times out has been maybe like six innings, three or four earned, but he's kept you in the game and, th- and that's what you need from the starting pitching uh, Spencer Howard gave us four innings the other day, um, you know, his velocity wasn't what it was in his first start for the first couple innings before he had to run down the first base, and I'm not going to bash him because you just had a uh, you know a, an interview with him about a half hour ago, uh, but Ranger Suarez then came in for a yeah. couple 
couplings. If, if they can do a tag team with those two every fifth day, I mean, that's that, that would be a good option for Girardi to have uh, with those guys. But the starting pitching has not been the issue. The issue for this team so far this season, Murph, has been the defense. Yep. It has been abysmal. It's been pathetic. Um, you're going to dive into that later on in our Can You Believe It segment when you read off a stat that Jason Stark had pitched the other day. Um, what can we do to get better on the defensive side of the baseball? Is there anything we can do at this point to improve our defense? Because I know Joe Girardi and this coaching staff, they're doing everything that they have to do with working before the games every day, but it's not paying off during the games. Yeah, it's not. You know, defense, it's, it's tricky because coming into this season, and Dave Dombrowski addressed this, uh, I think, last week. Uh, he was asked by reporters about coming into this season and what he thought their defense was going to be. He said, look, I didn't think we were going to be a very good defensive team, but I did think we'd be better than what we are right now. The defense, to me, has been the number one problem. And, and 1A is the offense, and we'll get to that in a minute. But 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 it's been the biggest problem because... When you don't have an offense that's clicking, and when you have pitchers that are doing well but not outstanding at all times, you can't afford to give other big league teams extra outs. And this team is consistently giving other teams extra outs, making mental mistakes, making physical mistakes, and you have to clean it up. You have to. What can be done? You know, guys just have to be better at what they do. You know, they need to catch the balls that are meant to be caught. They're, our infield doesn't have great range. Our outfield doesn't have great range. They're not going to go and get balls that, uh, you know, the catch probability is in the 20s and 30s. We don't expect that. But when the catch probability is in the 80s and 90s, those plays need to be made. And and you have to throw to the right base uh, from the outfield. And you have to make good decisions in the infield. You know, it's baseball. That's what you have to do. These guys have to have accountability, individual accountability, in order for this defense to get better. And I know Joe is harping on it, and I know he's talking to them about it, and no one's going out there and trying to make errors. But, you know, at this level, you just got to be better. You have to be better defensively because teams are too good, you know, and this team's not good enough to overcome. Right. And, 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 when you look at it, Murph, as far as the defensive standpoint, we got a little bit better yesterday uh, with gaining JT Romuto sure. back. I think the guy on this roster is that that is the happiest right now that he's back is Andrew Knapp because Oof. you know he he got hit a couple times in the groin this past yeah. week, uh, so I'm sure he's happy the, that he's going to go back to uh, you know being used once a week and maybe not having to stare down a uh, you know a foul ball uh, off the cup a couple times because man, uh, it hurt me yeah. watching those. Two moments, but uh, but JT Realmuto returned. Um, you know, nothing real truly special in his return back, but I mean, you know, coming from a guy that has been out relatively the last two weeks, and it's not like he went down to the minor leagues and had a you know, like a like a minor league assignment, you right. know, for a couple games before coming back. I mean, lined out to right, he walked in the fourth, he had uh, flied out to center, and he struck out swinging in the eighth inning. Um, but his presence both behind the plate uh, for the pitchers and you know as and defensively back there as well and putting him back into that cleanup spot uh, 
you, you you look at this team. That's what they need because you know the last couple of weeks you've been without your three, four, and five hitters yeah. now without Bryce Harper, J.T. Romuto, and Didi Gregorius. Now you get that linchpin there in the middle of the order, and now it's just a matter of the guys around him uh, picking up their slack because there was a lot of offers this past week, and the offense was abysmal outside of Reese Hoskins and Odubel Herrera. Yeah, I don't think there was any shining light in this in this lineup over the last week. Mike. Yeah, I mean Gene continues to be to be solid. Um, but uh, but you're right. I mean, Hoskins and Odubel have been the two bright spots offensively, and if if not for those two guys, where would this offense be for sure? Um, and and I, I agree with you. I think you know, anytime you get back a starter, and especially one the caliber of JT Real Muto, it just kind of you know it lengthens your roster everywhere else too. So you put JT back in the starting uh, lineup, and now you have you know Andrew Knapp, a switch hitter who certainly has enough experience under his belt to, to get some big hits. You put him back on the bench um, as, as a, a bat, you know, coming off the bench. It just makes your team a little bit deeper, a little bit better. Um, to your point, they've been missing Bryce. They were missing JT. They're missing DD. You know, that's the team that this... You know that's the team that we thought we were going to see when this uh, when this season started, and we haven't seen them. I think I read somewhere if you throw a Dubal Herrera into the mix, only two times the yeah, starting lineup. Has been yeah, yeah, so two times this season where they've had eight deep the guys that they want to go to to war with that they've been able to put them out healthy on the field. You're not you're not going to win a lot of baseball games if you if you can't put your starting lineup out there time in and time out. So you know injuries have been an issue, but. Guess what? Injuries are an issue across the NLE, so we can't really use that as too much of an excuse. Guys just have to perform when they're in the lineup, and, and we haven't seen a whole lot of that right now. Speaking of injuries, uh, do you have any updates on Bryce Harper or Didi Gregorius? Is there a timeline here? Do we have anything new as far as information is concerned um, when we can expect them to come back? Yeah, you know, Joe Girardi was asked about that yesterday uh, on the pregame show. Manager's decision? It, well, you know, so so here's what he here's what he said. <laughs> he said, look, if a guy's on the injured list, I'm gonna, I'll give you the updates. And, and so both Didi and Bryce fall in that category. What he is saying is if a player... Player is dinged up, but he's in uniform and and could play. Right. He's not going to talk about it. And and you know what? Fine. That is what it is. That's Joe's decision. As far as Bryce and Didi are concerned, as of yesterday, as of Saturday, not a whole lot of change. Neither of them doing a whole lot of baseball activities right now. Um, Didi's been taking some ground balls, but he's not throwing. Uh, so obviously he's still a little bit ways away. Neither of them are swinging the bat. Bryce went out and took some ground balls the other day as well, but Joe said that was just because he was so bored that you know he hasn't been able to do anything. And taking so, ground balls for a right fielder doesn't he, do anything and, for me. And, and that's what and that's what uh, Joe said. He said he's you know he's out there, and I'm telling him just to play deep at short if he wants to take ground balls because he didn't want him to get uh, dinged up anymore. So I think uh, I don't think we're going to see. Well, we're certainly not going to see Didi on this. Road trip. I don't think we're going to see Bryce uh, before they get back to Philadelphia either. So, best guess, maybe Friday of next week, you get Bryce back in the lineup, so you still have four more games to try and get through without him. Um, it, it, which is a challenge. It's a challenge, you know, not like Bryce was tearing the cover off the ball, you know, when he got when he went on the uh, injured list, but still, him in the middle, the presence of him in the middle is certainly important for this lineup. So. Now, tomorrow is Memorial Day. Yes. And it's the unofficial start to summer, Murph. So we're a third of the way through the season. Tomorrow is game 54. All right. So I want your thoughts and opinions here. Team MVP so far for you this season. Easy. That's it's Zach Wheeler. There's I don't think there's any uh, argument that Zach Wheeler has been this team's best player. 
uh, certainly over the month of May, but he was pretty darn good in April, too. So Zach Wheeler's the MVP. I agree with you there. Biggest surprise so far? Well, the biggest surprise right now, I think you have to say, is Odubel Herrera. Because, you know, at the beginning of the season, no one was sure what his future held. He didn't start the season with the team. Uh, He got here, struggled early, but has turned it around for sure. As we just talked about, he's been one of their best offensive players over the last couple weeks. And he's been good defensively. You know, he's been solid defensively, if, if nothing else. So, to me, biggest surprise, Odubel Herrera in the middle of this lineup and, and you know, being asked to to get hits in big spots, and he's doing it right now. Mine would be Vince Velasquez. Okay. Uh, yeah. he, he's been, ever since he got back in, and this is for you, Jansen, uh, <laughs> ever since he's been put back in the starting rotation, he has been nothing but near spectacular. Yeah. I'm not going to go as far as saying spectacular, but he's pitched well. He's kept his team in games, and he's pitched very well, especially after the first week of the season where everybody was saying, release him. Mm-hmm. Biggest disappointment for you so far this season? Uh, it just uh, guys not being able to stay healthy. Now, if, if you want me to pick a player, it's been the biggest disappointment. Well, the biggest disappointment as a player I right now, I would say, is Andrew McCutcheon. I because, agree. you know, you, you hope that Andrew was going to come back 100% healthy, be back at the top of that lineup, because we see... We've seen in the past, when he's at the top and he's playing well, this offense is dynamic. And when he's not, it is not dynamic. You know, you think back to when he got hurt uh, towards ACL and where the offense went from the time uh, that he was in the lineup to when he was out. It was drastically different. Well, right now we're seeing the, the bad of that because he's not able to produce out of that leadoff spot. So disappointment for sure would be Andrew McCutcheon. And then and then the overall health of the team has been certainly disappointing as Alec well. Alec Bohm to me has been extremely yeah, disappointing. Yeah. I, I think his I think he was hitting the ball right on the seams mm-hmm. in the first month of the season. He, really, he was snake bit. Uh, but he's taken those struggles into the field along with him. He was nothing special at third base to begin with. But I think it's also carried over into the field now where he's become worse. Uh, so the, the, him scuffling and Jose Alvarado to me has been a disappointment when he's come yeah. in in high leverage situations. Uh, I expect more out of him. And we talked about him in the extent on our first show, um, you know, how he can throw frisbees. It's just a matter of controlling those frisbees. Yeah. And, and that's been a disappointment. And before you move on, let me just say this about Alec Bohm. The difference to me between Alec Bohm and, and Andrew McCutcheon is. You, you have to believe Alec is going to figure it out at right. some point. Young player going through his struggles. We've seen it, you know, with virtually every guy that comes up in the bigs. You know, they make adjustments. Now it's up to Alec to make adjustments. It hasn't happened yet, but you, you expect it will. With Andrew, it's hard to to not think has Father Time caught up with Andrew McCutcheon. So you know, and if that's the case, that's not fixable. It, it, it really at any level. So uh, I agree with you. I, I hope it's not the case. You know, he was swinging the bat pretty good a couple weeks ago, but. I don't know. It, it's it's been tough to watch. Uh, we have a couple minutes here, uh, one of which I'm going to have to spend some time doing a live read for sure. Uh, so I'm going to pitch this to you real quick, Murph. Do we honestly believe this team can be a playoff team? If so, what changes are going to need to be made to this roster to get it over the top? And Elise has been mediocre, and it's there for the taking. Can it? This team get over the hump because it seems like the Mets are starting to get some separation now on the rest of the division where, uh, you know, where the Phillies and the Braves now sit in second place, but we're three and a half back now instead of one and a half as compared to a couple days ago. But the Mets are going to have a bunch of doubleheaders later on this season. Uh, I think we still have five games in hand where we played more than them. Yeah. Uh, what's the, what's the one thing that this team has to do before the trade deadline to, to make them even more of a contender? Okay. Well, besides I, get healthy. Yeah. Okay. Besides get healthy because yes. that's, that's the obvious one, but, but, 
Yes, to answer your question, can this team be a postseason team? Absolutely, this team could be in the postseason. We're 54 games in, or, or thereabouts, uh, a long, long way to go. So a lot can happen, uh, both with the Phillies roster and with the Mets and, and our other teams that are battling for the division as well. So certainly it's too early to give up on, on the team from a postseason standpoint. You know, I, I think they need to go out and find somebody that can probably play left field and, and lead off. Um, that might be the uh, the biggest thing that they could do at the trade deadline. Um, you know, there's there's going to be guys out there that, that can fit that role that teams are going to start to think about moving. But we're a little ways away from the trade deadline. What they need to do now is shore up that defense and and stop giving teams – you know, additional chances to beat you because you're simply at this point not good enough to overcome that. So um, I, I think that's what they have to do right now. But you can bet that this Phil's front office is going to try and improve this roster because I think just like we've seen, they were three and three this week. They're going to hover around 500 for the foreseeable future. And I don't think the Mets are all that much better than the other teams in the division. So I don't think they're going to run away with it. Yeah, by look at their stretch. lineup right now, yeah. too. And then Lindor's still batting 186. Right. And But you got to expect that he's going to play better at some point. I certainly do. Um, so much can happen in, in the next month and two um, that will dictate where teams go from there. But, uh, you know... Yes, this team can be in the postseason, but they've got work to do for sure. I want to see them shore up their middle relief um, because I think they could use another arm yeah. in there, along with Coonrod and Alvarado and Archie Bradley. Uh, you know, Coonrod has stepped up; he's elevated his game. Uh, he's had a couple rough outings his last time, you mm-hmm. know, his last two times out. One of which was because of the defense. But I think if they can shore up their middle relief or get a bona fide closer and drop Hector down in the eighth inning, they can solidify the back end of that bullpen. I would be completely fine with that. All right. So, before we go to break, want to spend the weekend at Caesars Palace when the Eagles play the Raiders? Want to spend an awesome weekend in Lodo in Denver, Colorado? Want to spend a weekend in Arlington going to Six Flags over Texas and Hurricane Harbor Water Park and headquarters at Texas Live, sister property to our friends friends over at Xfinity Live? Travel with the Green Legion for all Eagles road trips. Go to GreenLegion.com or contact the office at 215-666-5940. That is GreenLegion.com or 215-666-5940. Coming up in the second segment barbecue memorial day barbecue party at murph's house who's invited you'll find out right after this on 102.5 fox sports the gambler bud light baseball brunch Halliday's got his signs the one-two pitch hit toward third castro has it spins fires a perfect game All right, welcome back, and that's uh, that's always great. You know what's funny about that, Murph, is that I wasn't watching that game in its entirety because the Flyers were in Game yep. One of the Stanley Cup Finals that what? day. Uh, yeah, I'm watching Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals. Welcome back to Bud Light Baseball Brunch. The answer to the trivia question is Dallas Braden of yeah. the Oakland Athletics. 
And the winner of the two tickets, and hopefully you can come down and join us because I bought the tickets on purpose for June 13th against the Yankees because I want you guys to come down that day. Maybe I can get you a couple comp tickets because you listen to the show and you won. So maybe I'll talk to Quimby about comp tickets. But we have our next Bud Light Baseball Brunch tailgate down in Xfinity Live. We're going to be there the rest of the season, but there's only four of these Bud Light Baseball Brunch tailgates left through the rest of the season. George will be there. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll send those tickets to you. That way you have them. Otherwise, we have another read, live read right now with Murph. Yeah, but let me let me say this before we get uh, too far away from the perfect game. You, you know, you mentioned that uh, the Flyers were playing that night, so I was the Phillies pre- and post-game host that night of, of the perfect game, but I was obviously over at our Comcast Sportsnet studios, and so the Flyers were kind of dominating you know, the, the the TVs and everything. I probably had the one TV on my desk tuned to the Phillies game because you know, I'm doing the I'm doing the postgame show. Uh, it was myself, if, if I remember correctly, it was myself and Ricky Batalico. Uh, and, but as as it got closer, you know, TVs started to change in the newsroom, and you got this real sense. I mean, you know, the Flyers were over here playing in a playoff game, which is always exciting, but you just started to get that sense in the 6th, 7th, 8th inning that something special was happening in Florida. That's awesome. And it was. It was one of, one of my favorite moments, and I remember I remember being on the set uh, as soon as the game was over. Tom McCarthy's brilliant call to end that, and then we had Tom on the on the post game show immediately afterwards to kind of break it all down. It was it was a cool moment, and for just for just a second, you forgot about the postseason and the Flyers because it was such a special moment with with, uh, with Roy Halladay. Yeah, so, I agree, yeah. absolutely. Good good stuff. All right, let me tell you about the next sip. It's a small plastic drink pouch that frees your hands while you keep your beverage in the ready position. N E C K next sip. Time to free up those hands and wear your drink. It holds any beverage, even bottles, cans, and snacks. Text with both hands and drink at the same time. Visit NextSip.com and follow them at NextSip. Customize it any way you want. Perfect for sports events. Philly-born, USA-made, only $5 each, 15% off when you use the code Green Legion. Again, visit NextSip.com and follow them at Next sip. Got to do it. All right. So I teased this leading into this segment, and I've been talking to people about this the last few days. I'm so excited for this segment because Murph is throwing a Memorial Day barbecue at his house for his family and his friends. I don't know if you really are, but on the show, you are. Yeah. I didn't know that until late last night, but you know, we're ready to go. I've got the drinks on ice. It's okay because these guests that I'm inviting to your party, they're the ones that are bringing the the food or beverage. Even better. funny part about this is they're all polarizing Phillies <laughs> that are showing up with a food or beverage. Now, if you deny them entry, uh-huh. that food or beverage that they bring oh. will not stay at your party. Wow. So is it worth right. having them infiltrate your party with family and friends for the item they bring and the baggage that they come along with? <laughs> stay or go. Jansen, hit it. This is our first guest. Oh. Jonathan Papelbon is showing up to your party. He's bringing fried chicken and beer, but he forgot his cornstarch and is constantly crotch-grabbing and telling your guests that he didn't come here for this. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Papelbon is... um He's welcome at my party. He and I had uh, had had a couple moments early when when he was pitching for the Phillies, uh, you know, on air moments, and and they were special. But uh, you know, we got to the point where I think we kind of got along pretty well, and and. 
kind of respected one another near the end. So at least I think he he ended up respecting me at, at some level. So uh, yeah, Jonathan can come in. I, he probably can't stay late, but he can come. Has right, Jonathan Bappelbaum ever cursed on air with you? I figured that would be one of the players that would do it. I did find one, and it surprised me. Nick Pavetta Nick was Pavetta. one that did it. Uh, no, uh, Nick is the only one I can remember that really? did it live. Uh, and he seems so quiet and, and calm, and for yeah. him to say that there yeah, might might have been me. one other, uh, but, but I can't swear to it. But Nick, I remember <laughs> like it was yesterday. Uh, yeah, he, he's my buddy. Did friend. you like how I tied in the fried chicken and beer? Yes, I saw what you did. 2011 there. Red, Red Sox. Sox. Yeah, Red Sox thing. Go. All right, so we've got some beer and, and some chicken. Okay, That's good start. Guess number two. Kurt Schilling. <laughs> Kurt's uh, bringing the cheeseburgers <laughs> and hot dogs, but the only hot dog he brought was himself, along with his political conversation that will rival your Uncle Larry, who is an avid Democrat. Yeah. Um, for that very reason, I'm not sure that Kurt and, and his hamburgers and hot dogs can come to the party. <laughs> I, I don't need that at my party because I don't need the, the political talk. You know, you don't talk politics at a party. You don't talk religion at a party, right? And that the, the, the big thing. Um, and I'm pretty sure Kurt would, would want to do that. So nothing against Kurt personally, but uh, I think from a party standpoint, we can do without the burgers and the dogs. Okay. All right. Guess number three. Late night cigars and chewing tobacco from Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> but all he will do is brag about how it's been three years and one week since the last time he was arrested. Nails out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think Nails is out. What's he bringing, by the way? Uh, late night cigars. Oh, and chewing tobacco. the cigars and the chewing back. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I I don't even care about that stuff. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, I think I would probably say no to Lenny as well. Okay, we're one and two I so know, far. So right now, it's just me and Papelbon hanging out and drinking beer and All eating right, fried well, chicken. This right. next this next one's pretty good. Go ahead. Gabe Kapler. Wow, that's he, easy. He, I can tell you right now. No, you're not going to want this. He's bringing the sunscreen and coconut oil, but he comes in nothing but a leopard skin thong. <laughs> you know what? That's And that's fine. If that's what Gabe wants to come to my party in, that's fine. <laughs> Gabe can absolutely stay. And I've said this to you a dozen times, and, and I will continue to say it. Gabe is a good guy, a really good guy, a kind of guy you'd want at a party. And uh, so, wearing yeah. this attire, well, you know, again, I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna critique his his outfit if that's what he comes in. So be it. I'm I'm pretty easy going. Yeah, he's there. Okay, two for two, uh, two and two so far. Fifth guest. Andy Ashby. Oh, jeez. He's bringing finger foods for appetizers, but he only intends to use use his middle ones to flip up your guests. Stone Cold Steve Austin style. Yeah, you know what? Andy can he can come. I I have no ill will towards Ashby. He's he was kind of just a footnote in in Philly's history at this point. So yeah, he can come. He can sit out back and talk with Pat. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm good with that. Yeah, and they both can flip each other off. Yeah. There you go. You need someone. You need someone else. At the party, Okay. Too. So the sixth guest now at the party. Adam Eaton. <laughs> He's bringing juice boxes for the kids. We invited him, but we didn't think he'd show up, just like the Phillies didn't think he'd actually show up for the ring ceremony in 2009. <laughs> uh, Adam Eaton, come on in. Yeah, I know it didn't go well in Philadelphia <laughs> for you, but again, uh, you know. No skin off my nose. So, yeah, he can come in and juice box for the kids. You know, that's nice. Not that there's any kids there. And I certainly wouldn't have let Pap in if I knew there was going to be kids there. So uh, <laughs> maybe I should have had Adam Eaton at the beginning. Yeah. Nope. Adam, come on in. Join the join the party. All right. Next up, out of the Phillies bullpen, Man. Jose Mesa. <laughs> will bring the tables for the guests to sit at. But much like his career, they will be no bueno. 
Yeah, Jose Mesa. I mean, Joe Table, no bueno. Yeah, he was he was good for the Phils for a while. I didn't. He, he led the the t- franchise in saves for a long time. That just shows how horrid <laughs> yeah, that statistic because is. Because Pat came in and broke yeah, it. So, yeah. um, Jose Mesa. You know, a little bit before. I was covering this team, so I don't know him very well. But yeah, no, I've come on in, Joe. Bring your tables, right? So okay, okay. Jose Mesa's in. All right, next up, Pat Neshek. Soft serve ice cream, but will only socialize with your family and friends every other hour, so he can rest his vocal cords. And if he moves from his chair even just a few steps, he will need to reset his rest clock. <laughs> now you're getting brutal. Um, <laughs> I covered Pat. He was a part of the teams that uh, that I was a part of, and again have had a good relationship with Pat Neshek. It wasn't always ready to go when the Phils needed him, and that that's unfortunate, um, and that was frustrating for sure. I think for a couple of different managers along the way. But uh, in terms of a guy, Pat Neshek, you know, good guy, signs the autographs, collects the autographs. Um, yeah, he, he he can come. That's okay. fine. Uh, what I'm uh, gathering I, here is you're not a you're not a big fan of the '93 Phillies. <laughs> no, what you should gather is that I, <laughs> I I throw big parties. This is this is good. The more the merrier, you know. <laughs> you want all this baggage here? Well, you you might like this guy because you work with him too, but he's not coming in doing nice things. Guest number nine, Carlos Santana. Liquor and mixers, but will take a baseball bat to your TVs. Yeah, well, I don't think Carlos would take a baseball bat to my televisions because, again, you know, good relationship with the guy. So, yeah, the the time he took a baseball bat, allegedly took a baseball bat to a television. Allegedly, in the club, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> covered. Fortnite. I'm covered. <laughs> I, I, I had no problem with it. If, if if the story was the way it played out, I mean, hey, you know, guy. He's a competitor. He wants to win. Um, he did not have a good season with the Phils. That's for sure. Went back and and was an all star with uh, with Cleveland the year after. So uh, yeah, what's he bringing? Liquor? Did you say the liquor the and the mixers? Okay, yeah, yeah, he can come. And you know, if he puts a bat through my television, then I'll uh, I'll ask Pat to pay for it. And, you know. Just no video games at the party. Exactly. There you go. So both the guys that have clubhouse issues, uh, fried chicken and beer, and bashing a TV, they're both invited to the house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Again, I'm easy. All right. I can see. <laughs> How many that. more guys we got? All right. We, we have we have a few more. All here. right. All right. Number ten, Dominic Brown. Oh. He's bringing potato salad and macaroni salad, but he shows up in his Dallas Cowboys gear, yelling, "How about them Cowboys?" <laughs> uh, you know, see, this is ridiculous. You're just you're just setting me up because these are all things that never bother me. You know, I, <laughs> guys like guys that come from Dallas or guys that that come from other cities. They don't have to adopt the the local teams. I I don't see why we don't expect Mike Trout to to be a um, a Rams fan, do we? Or a Chargers yeah, fan? Or a Chargers fan out there? <laughs> so uh, Don Brown, sweet guy. Uh, again, didn't live up to what Phillies fans would have hoped, certainly. But uh, yeah, Dom, come on in, Dom. Good to see you. Guest eleven. All right, Freddie Garcia. He brings one bag of ice and expects to be paid $10 million for it. <laughs> All right, he can stay outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, about time I got one for you. All right, guest 12 is a dual package here. Uh-oh. Rod Barajas and Wes Holmes. <laughs> They're bringing corn on the cob, chips and salsa, utensils, napkins, and a box of straws because they both sucked in 2007. Oh, harsh. All right, uh, but I would not say either one of those guys is a polarizing athlete in Philadelphia. I didn't like either of them. Well, yeah, not liking is one thing, but not, certainly not polarizing. Both both of those guys are welcome in my in my house at my Memorial Day party. All right, Go last on. one. All right, last one. 
Oogie Urbina. Watermelon. Okay, I can tell you right now, he, he ain't coming. He's bringing <laughs> watermelon and the machete. Next yeah. question. Goes without saying. Yeah, uh, I'd get Carlos to grab his bat and make sure that uh, Oogie stayed outside. Uh, we don't need any convicted murderers uh, in the uh, at the party. So. All right, so let's have a little bit of fun here because we got yeah. a couple minutes left in the segment. So why don't you tell me, Murph, is out of anybody in baseball, okay, and you're having a Memorial Day barbecue, mm-hmm. who's the one guy in baseball, it could be anybody, it could be broadcaster, it could be manager, it could be play, active player, who would you invite to your party, your Memorial Day party, and that you would think would be the most fun to have there? One guy? One guy. Uh, past or present? You Doesn't know, matter. Well, I mean, if Tug McGraw would be on that list, obviously, uh, but, you know, he's passed, and, and so that's why I asked the question. Tug Tugger would be so much fun to hang out with. I, you know, I know enough folks that have hung out with Tug over the years that, uh, that you know, they would tell you the stories that Tug would be a good guy to have at your Memorial Day party. So I'll put him on the list. Maybe he brings his son to play, you know, a set or two. That'd be, that'd there be fun. Go. Okay. Uh, as well. Um, Somebody living. Yeah. Okay. Someone living. How about, uh, how about you know this is going to come out of nowhere, but a guy that is so much fun to be around that I got a chance to be around a lot, Pete McCannon. Pete McCannon. Pete McCannon. Come, Pete is one of the sneaky, funny guys on the planet. Wow. Yeah. And, okay. And I like him as a manager. Yeah. And everybody enjoys being around Pete, and Pete enjoys being around people. Um, I think he'd be a terrific addition to the party. So I'm bringing Pete McCannon. Pete, great hair too. Pete McCannon. Hair. Okay. So now he. How about a former player? Real quick. Former player. For, that, former player that could come to my party. How about? Uh, and it can't be LA. That's too easy. I was going to say, could it be Stairsy? Can I bring, can I bring, can bring stairs? stairs? Oh, Matt yeah. Stairs then. Matt we'll talk I, hockey. Yeah, we'll, uh, he'll love to talk yes. hockey. He'll talk your ear off about love hockey. I'd much rather talk about hockey than he would about baseball at this point. But, uh, you know, Matt is uh, is a fun guy, and, and, you know, we've seen what he can do with the 12-ounce beer uh, from time to time. <laughs> and uh, he's a grandpa now, so he's probably calmed down a little bit. But uh, but I'll bring Matt Stairs to the party. Yeah, I invited Bryce Harper to your party so he and uh, Jonathan Papabon can get really <laughs> so they can, You know what? They'll talk Just it over. Just a food fight. Well, they <laughs> Good old fashioned food fighting. They just showed the clip from what four years ago when uh, Bryce Harper and Hunter Strickland. Yeah, people people bash his his helmet throw. I think mid throw he thought different. I agree with you. I think the reason why he threw to the side was because he got exactly what he wanted. Strickland turned his back. Yeah, he turned his back to him, and then that's where he was able to get a good shot at Strickland. So I I don't sit there and go, "Oh man, it's a wimpy throw." I I think he just thought if I hit him with it, I'm going to wind up getting suspended a lot longer than I expected. Agreed. So let me throw it to the side, get him to turn his back, and then I can cold cock him. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I agree with you. I think that's a, he, he like almost thought better of it mid throw and threw it to the side and and uh but yeah, that that was a that was a good fight. That was a that terrible was... fight. Oh, no, it was no, no. punches were no, it was respect in baseball. Well, this, we're talking about baseball fights. Yeah. In, in terms of baseball yeah, this fights, isn't a that hockey was pretty fight. good. That was pretty good. <sighs> All right here. So let's go ahead. <laughs> Cherry Hill Triplex is the premier New Jersey Chrysler Dodge Jeep Kia Mitsubishi and Ram dealer serving South Jersey and all of the Delaware Valley. They have a huge selection of new and used vehicles from which to choose. Cherry Hill Triplex online and offline customers enjoy vehicle specials every day. We offer Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Kia, Mitsubishi and Ram service and parts an online inventory and an outstanding financing options, making Cherry Hill Triplex the preferred dealer serving the entire Delaware Valley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Kia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Kia Mitsubishi and Ram buyers that's a tongue twister right there get ready and set up a test drive visit us in Cherry Hill New Jersey today we'll be right back with our last segment with our weekly picks and can you believe it right here on Fox Sports the Gambler this is Bud Light Baseball Brunch 
Collectibles Retail Store in the Tri-State area. Visit www.buckscountybaseballco.com or stop by their Bristol, PA location. Items from the Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, and much, much more. Again, visit www.buckscountybaseballco.com or stop by their Bristol, PA location. The showroom is huge. The website is even bigger. Bucks County Baseball Company, the name in Philly for vintage sports. We welcome you back to Bud Light Baseball Brunch, powered by Green Legion Radio. Chris Sack, Greg Murphy with you, and uh, well, this time, the hour flies. We're, Always we're, does. We're almost at the end here. It's my favorite hour of the week. I yeah. love it. Every single week. And just a reminder to you guys, even though we're back in studio today, unfortunately we didn't have any coverage because the vacationing slash is uh, not with us today. Well-deserved slash. Well-deserved, yeah. yes. And, you know, I don't and, know about that. <laughs> nah, I knew Jansen would jump in, but uh, we're here in studio today in Ballot-Kimwood, Pennsylvania at the Fox Sports The Gambler Studios, uh, along with our buddy Jansen here. It's uh, good to work with you today, Jansen. Actually, in your presence. Uh, but next week, we're back down at 1100 Social mm-hmm. at Xfinity Live. We'll be there the rest of the summer, as long as they have coverage uh, to, to handle us down there. But, uh, Jansen, you're in charge of that. Uh, so, And keep in mind, too, that June 13th is our next Bud Light Baseball Brunch tailgate party. Nine to one. All you can eat. All you can drink. Tickets are $60. Go to GreenLegion.com and make sure you guys are down with us, because last week was a blast, Murph. We had a lot of fun it with was. everybody down there. Um, and speaking of Last week, King of Prussia Diner had a job fair. They were trying to hire 90 new employees. I'm sure amongst those two days that they did not hire 90 new employees. So if you're still looking for a job, make sure you go to our friends at King of Prussia Diner. They're hiring for 90-plus positions, full-time, part-time, and summer jobs available. Hiring on the spot for great candidates. Make sure you guys get in there if you have any experience and go work for a great company over there at King of Prussia Diner if you have any restaurant experience at all. Now we're going into our weekly picks, FanDuel picks for Sunday's MLB action. Three betting lines on Sunday's MLB ticket that we'd like. Could be money line, run line, yep. over under run totals. Murph went 2-0-1 oh, last Undefeated week. Undefeated last week. Undefeated, but... That's go. right, Jansen. It That's still right. doesn't count because you didn't go 3-0 and oh like I did. <laughs> but... It's all good. Welcome back to winning, Murph, because you had three straight losing weeks prior to that. Yeah. I went 2-1. and one. I'm keeping pace. So Murph is right now at 12-10-1 on the season, while I am 11-12. and 12. So, Murph, without further ado, give me your first pick for this week. All right. So, uh, a lot of good games today. Uh, a lot of good games this weekend. Padres and Astros getting together in Houston down at Minute Maid Park. Uh, Blake Snell, Zach Granke, so a pretty good pitching matchup in that one. The over-under is uh, eight and a half. I'm going under the eight and a half. Okay. Under eight and a half for, uh, for those two teams. Good offenses, but, you know, offense is down. I'm going to take the pitchers in this one. Fernando Tatis yesterday. Yeah. That three run shot. Unbelievable. It was Albert Pujols off of Bradledge esque. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Dodgers over the Giants. I know the Giants are looking for retribution after the Dodgers swept them last week in their house. Now the Giants are coming or in L.A. And Talkman the other night robbed that game on Friday night. Uh, Albert Pujols almost tied Jim Tomey for the most career walk-off home runs until Talkman brought it back. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to take the Dodgers today. The Dodgers with Clayton Kershaw against Kevin Gosman. 
Kershaw on the hill. Cody Bellinger's back in the middle of that lineup, and he's going to start again today. I'm taking the Dodgers. And, oh, my God, I didn't write down the the, uh, the money line. That's Do you right. have it? We'll give it to you. Yeah. Last get, time I checked, it was minus, minus 177. Yeah, yeah so okay. it's 177. Sounds great. I normally write it down, but I'm taking the Dodgers over the Giants nonetheless, regardless of what the money line is. All right. Uh, the fighting Gabe Kapler's got to come up strong for me. That's what I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> Yankees and Tigers is my next game. Uh, Yankees, uh, just the, a much better team than the Tigers. It's getaway day for the Yankees. They're in Detroit, but uh, you know what? I still love the Yankees to win this game. Minus 157, so I'm just taking the Yankees to win it over the Tigers. That's pick number two for me. I mean, you can never go wrong with betting against the Tigers. No, you really can't. Now, I'm taking the team here. This is a little bit off the cuff because I normally take favorites. Right. I normally bet overs. In this circumstance, the line just is too deceiving for me here. The Diamondbacks have lost 12 in a row. The Cardinals have won four in a row, sit in first place in the National League Central. So why are the Cardinals only a minus 112 favorite today? Hmm. I'm taking the Diamondbacks. I, I like your thinking. Minus 104 to break their losing streak. They're going to win again sometime. It's going to happen today. I'm going with the underdog in this matchup. Take the Diamondbacks. All right, so the Diamondbacks. Uh, you and I both were going to pick the Mets game, Atlanta Mets, uh, and I think we both had the same pick, Mets minus 125 in that one, right? Yeah, my line was at minus 138. With oh. the ground on the hill, that's a fantastic money line to try and take advantage of. Yeah. But with the rain, we don't want to get stuck in the same right. situation where we were a few weeks ago. Yeah, I need I to go it was our second week 4 0 rather than, than 3 0, is what I'm thinking. So Okay, so we'll, we'll both run with the Mets. We're, we're both going to run with the Mets, so it's kind we, of a wash. We do have a pick to make up. Yeah. Right? The, yeah. From early in the season. So let's go for four, and then we'll both take the Mets on that. So give me your last one. All right. Final one. Blue Jays, Indians. It's game one of a doubleheader, so you have to keep that in mind. Seven innings. However, uh, six and a half is the over-under. I'm taking the over in this one. I don't know why I'm taking the over, but I am. Blue Jays and, and Indians. Game one now. Game one. Don't forget that. Game one. Over under six and a half. Ross Stripling uh, on the hill uh, for the Blue Jays. I I just think runs are going to be scored in this game, so I'm going over six and a half. Okay. Hopefully Chad's writing that down. Make sure. I'll, I'll go back and listen again if, if that's the case. Um, by the way, yeah, it's minus 178 on FanDuel Sports app for the Dodgers. Got so it. that's what I'm going to write down. That's what I'm going to take. My last pick for this week is Cubs-Reds over eight and a half, which is minus 104. Jake Arrieta versus Tyler Malley. Beautiful day at Wrigley Field. The ball will be flying out. I know it's not a hot day. It's going to be in the, like the, the low to mid sixties. Yeah. But it's Wrigley Field. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to take the over and the eight and a half there. So those are Murph's four picks because we both are taking the Mets as well. Uh, tonight on Sunday Night Baseball against the Braves with Jacob DeGrom on the hill. And so without further ado, our famous, our favorite segment of the week is right now with Can You Believe It? Can you believe it, Murph? We only have four minutes left in the show, so let's get through these. Uh, these two things that we found interesting in Major League Baseball from this past week. Murph, give me your first one, buddy. All right. This is just interesting, uh, and it comes from Baseball Reference. Uh, Doug Kern tweeted this out. A last MLB day with exactly a six-inning game, a seven-inning game, a nine-inning game, a ten-inning game, and an 11-inning game. 
was back on June 16th, 1946. The wow. last time that that happened. Six innings, seven, nine, ten, and eleven. Uh, so that, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things in baseball that it just doesn't happen in other sports. Weird stuff. So I like that one. Weird stuff for go. sure. Zach Wheeler. We've talked a lot about him on today's show and throughout the course of the season. This is courtesy of Sarah Langs on Twitter. Zach Wheeler has had struck out 10-plus batters in three straight outings. Only other Phillies pitchers with a three-plus game streak with 10-plus strikeouts since at least 1901. Kurt Schilling, our friend at the barbecue. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, we left him out. Six different streaks of such. Steve Carlton, two different streaks. Longest of those streaks was five straight by Kurt Schilling back in 1997. Doesn't that surprise you? It's only three Phillies pitchers in history that have ever done that. Unbelievable. You would have thought that Cliff Lee would have done it. I would have thought Cliff Lee. Maybe Cole Hamels would have done it. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of other guys, quite frankly. Kurt Schilling did it six times. He did it uh, twice in 97, twice in 98, and twice in 99, or 96, 97, 98. Well, I think like he did it the last time that it was done three straight was Kurt Schilling in 1998. It was like June 12th yeah. through June 22nd. Yeah, he he did it the six times, and then and then Lefty did it twice in his career, as you mentioned, too. Uh, I would have thought he would have done it more. Yeah. You know, strikeouts were, uh, you know, less at a premium back when Carlton was pitching. Well, people but still, were actually trying to put the ball in play. Yeah, but he was still a Dominant no strikeout picture. Uh, it just surprised me. But yeah, put Zach Wheeler on that list too. Good one. All right. Uh, can you believe this? This is from the great Jason Stark. Uh, the Phillies defense. The Phillies are now Oof. at minus 29 defensive runs saved. That is last in Major League Baseball. Next worst NL team, the Cubs, at minus one. The Phils are minus 29. You know, that's the Cubs ridiculous. are minus one. The next worst NL East team, Braves at plus eight. The Nats and the Mets rank first and third. They are plus 32 and plus 30 defensive run saves. That says a lot. And that stat was a few days ago. Yeah. 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 I don't <laughs> it know if it be got worse. better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My last one is Josh Donaldson scored the two yeah. millionth run in Major That's League cool. Baseball history. Now, these things are going to change because eventually they're going to incorporate the Negro League stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, But as of right now, the two millionth run, uh, he did it off a ground rule double by Nelson Cruz. He scored 685 of those two million runs. And the one millionth run was by Bob Watson of the Houston Astros. He scored the one millionth run on May 4th, 1975 at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. It's uh, it's a cool thing when you stop to think about it. We had our twenty thousandth player yes. in Major League Baseball history this year, and now our two millionth run in Major League Baseball history. Yeah, again, you know, it just goes to show you how long this game's been around and and uh, how great it's been. But yeah, two million runs. That's it's kind of cool. As our buddy T Mac would say, "How about that? Yeah, how about that? How about that? All right, so look at the week ahead here, Murph. Uh, we we wrap up in Tampa, two game set. We have a three game series in Cincinnati to wrap up the road trip. Day off on Thursday. For welcoming the Nationals at home for the first time in 2021, yep. 100% capacity Love for the it. first time, Love it. Murph, since the 2019 season at Citizens Bank Park. What are you looking forward to this week? That honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to that the right. most. I'm, I, I can't wait to get to the ballpark on Friday, walk into the booth, and look down and see a packed house. Because, and I do think we'll have a packed house uh, on that night. So, you know, if you're thinking about coming to the game, come on down, because it's going to be electric. It's going to be fun. Um, it's going to feel normal. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to playing the, the Reds. You know, I, 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 the Reds are a pretty good team, but I feel like it's a team that the Phils could handle. You know, maybe they get hot in Cincinnati and bring it back to Philadelphia. Um, so I'm looking forward to that as well. But really, 
I'm just looking at normalcy. I can't wait for normalcy, uh, and, and we're so close. When it comes, in, at least in the baseball world, we're so close. Yes, so. we are. Hey, but so close yet so far until our next episode next right. Sunday over at 1100 Social Xfinity Live. Thank you all for tuning in yet again. For Greg Murphy, John Jansen, I'm Chris Sack, and the vacationing. <laughs> Slash and Sam Ross as well. Thank you all for tuning in. And like a three-one pitch to Ryan Howard, we are out of here. Enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend, everyone.